Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. that we're in is the story that is found in the Gospel of Matthew. And Matthew in chapter 2 tells us this account of what it looks like to be an unexpected visitor in a place and in a time in which many of us find ourselves very much unaware. And sometimes we're taken by surprise by the events that we certainly don't feel we have any control over. Well, that's exactly what happens in this story. There seems to be people in the know and people who don't seem to know. People who seem to be very much aware of what is going on and others who are completely caught unaware. And when we talk about an unexpected event, we can definitely put Jesus' birth in that category. And the fact that he would be announced or brought forward as an unexpected king is something that many were not obviously expecting to happen. And so one of the things that I wanted to share with you was this passage itself. Let's read in Matthew chapter 2, and beginning at verse 1, it says that Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, and they were asking, where is this newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star rise, and we have come to worship him. And King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. And he called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious law, and he asked them, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? And in Bethlehem, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. And then Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, I want you to go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. And after this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star that they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem, and it went ahead of them, and it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were filled with joy. And they entered the house, and they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down, and they worshipped him. And then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Now, in the story that we have just read, it is a story of an unexpected king. 
because no one was anticipating that this day wise men from the east would travel and come to the king, Herod, and say that a king had been born. So kings were traveling to visit another king and asking questions about a king, one that had been born. And so we see kings who were prepared, and we see a king who wasn't. And each had their kingdom, and each had their role, and each had their riches, and each had the support of their court. The wise men traveled, these kings from the east, with everything that they needed to take on such a journey. And they had the full support of the king in which these kings were under. And when they left their country to go and visit another country, they went and inquired about a king to the reigning king. And this king had the power. This king had the palace. This king had everything that these kings who had come to visit the king who was in Israel were accustomed to seeing a king have. And when the king needed answers, he turned to the people of his court, and he turned to the people who were the religious leaders in his kingdom. And he asked them the same question that he had been hoping they would be able to answer way before the visit of these kings. But they hadn't. His court had failed him. His religious leaders had let him down. The information that he would have hoped he would have gotten firsthand, he did not receive. He received it from a foreign king, from foreign wise men, from foreign kings who came and traveled to his kingdom and gave him information that he should have had from his own people. I don't know about you, but one of the worst things that can happen to us is when we get let down in our own house. When we get let down by the people that are closest to us. When we let down by people who we have entrusted and we have asked them to give us the support that we need so that we can succeed. Imagine King Herod, and let's put aside the fact that he wasn't a good king, but he was a king nonetheless who had been surrounded by people who could not inform him. And as a result, what is happening right now in his life is completely unexpected. And sometimes that happens to us. The people whom we would expect to provide answers, provide help and guidance, and the ability to navigate the difficult things in this world, that information isn't coming from the people that we have in our lives, it's coming from someone else. It's coming from an outside source. And I believe that when we don't have what we need in our lives, when we are not well surrounded in our lives, God can still bring people into our lives so that we can be informed. 
so we can be awakened and realize what it is that we are about to face, what it is that we are about to encounter. And so sometimes when you look around, you see yourself not well supported. You look at your network and you feel like you don't have enough around you. When you look at those that are with you, you feel like these are people that you cannot count on. And maybe you see yourself as navigating this world on your own. I want you to know that when you are under God and when you are under the unexpected king that is Jesus, that God will always meet your need in the time in which you need it. And that is what is happening in this story. That God is giving everyone an opportunity to worship the right king. He's sending kings to a king so that they can find the true king. And I want you to think about your own spiritual journey and how God has been so faithful and true in your own life. And how in the unexpected events of your life, God has been true and consistent in revealing himself to you. That in the times in which you needed him most, he has appeared like a star over your own house like a star over your own life. And he has brought people into your life to speak truth and life into your life. And in the moment in which you needed it most, there was God making sure that you would not remain in ignorance, that you would not stay in darkness, that you would not see yourself alone and unprepared for what was coming next. God was bringing to you and God is able to bring to you even now everything that you would need for that next step in your journey. And if he could be with the wise men every step of their journey, think about how God has led people into your life so that you would receive the message when you would need it most. He sent people two years in advance to travel on a day in which they would arrive when finally Jesus had been born. That those two years that they set out, that they would finally arrive after they had seen the star. Two years would go by. Two years it would take before those wise men would reach King Herod. Now think about how long it's taken you in your life to get to this point right here. Think about how many obstacles you've had to overcome, how many challenges you have faced, how many things have happened to send you on dangerous paths and detours away from the king. Think about how that has happened to you over and over again, and yet here you are. That star still shining over you and over your household. Here you are, not unaware of who the king is, but knowing exactly who he is. Look at how you are able to worship the king, even here, even now, regardless of the circumstances that you have been through. 
the pain that you have felt and the pain that you are feeling, the loneliness that you've experienced and the loneliness that you're still carrying. Think about the brokenness that you have experienced and how God is still able to be your healer even now. There is nothing that you have gone through, there is nothing that you are going through that he's still not able to prepare you for as you continue on your journey today. This story tells us that it doesn't matter where we are, it matters that God is over it all. The wise men saw it before the king did, and no one of his religious leaders noticed it, but people who were supposed pagans living in a different country, they saw the signs that the people of God somehow missed. It didn't matter to God who caught it and who missed it. What mattered to God is that everyone would get the information when they would need it most. And that was an opportunity for the king, Herod, to repent. It was an opportunity for him to worship the true king. Instead, he begins to make plans to kill all the children under the age of two so that he will wipe out any successor to his throne. Instead of wanting to worship at the true throne, he does everything possible to protect his throne. Sometimes when we get information that we don't like, we do everything in our power to kill it. It's then that we begin to somehow master manipulate so that we can make sure that we remain in power, that we are not unseated. We're not unseated in our minds, we're not unseated in our hearts, and we're not unseated in our lives. We want to be the kings and queens of our domain. We want to be the ones in power. We want to be the ones in control. We don't want to surrender to a king who's just been born, who's been announced, who's been prophesied about, who is now finally here. We don't care what the signs are. We don't care that there's been a sign so far in the east that people came all the way to travel all the way to you to tell you about it. We don't care that that star is still in the sky. We don't care that we know the exact location of where that king is. But what we say instead is, hey, if you get there and he's there, why don't you let me know so that I can come and worship him too? Why isn't King Herod getting off his throne to go and worship at the throne of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you why, because he doesn't want to leave his throne. Because he doesn't have any intention of leaving his kingdom. Because he just wants information to hold on to what he's got, not to let it go. And listen, we do the same thing in our lives. God gives us gifts. He gives us revelations. He gives us inspiration. He gives us motivation. He shows us what we've been blinded to. He reveals what was once only in darkness and now was in the light. He shows us what's missing. He shows us what's wrong. He tells us what's right. He reveals all that we need to know and all that we need to do. And instead of getting off our throne and worshiping at the manger of Jesus, we just stay where we are because we'd rather still be kings and queens of a false kingdom. And God is saying, why would you not join them, Herod? Why would you not command everyone in your kingdom 
to go to Bethlehem. Remember what the story said. It said that not only was King Herod disturbed, but all of Jerusalem with him. All of Jerusalem. Now, wait a second. How is that possible that all of Jerusalem would be disturbed? Because they don't want things to change. Look, I, I, I'm with you, you know, I, I'm not a, a great embracer of change. I like a change of scenery. I like a change of clothing. I like a, a change of environment. Sometimes I like a change of, of food and I like a change of rhythm. I like a change in many areas of my life, but I like controlled change. Anybody else? Changes that I choose, right? Changes that I choose, control change. I like control change. I like changes that I choose. I don't like when things are unexpected and they change and they disrupt my life. And everyone in Jerusalem felt completely, completely unsettled. Because the change that God was bringing into the world, everyone could sense things were not going to be the same. Hey, I, I know that living through this pandemic has been just the worst. But that word doesn't even do it justice. It is, it is horrible. I don't think I've ever been more discouraged in my life. Truly, I'll be completely honest and transparent. Every time we plan something, prepare something, and, and try to move in the direction of something, Something happens to disrupt that. And, and the only thing that keeps me going is knowing this. This is not catching God by surprise. This is not a virus in control. This is not a government trying to control its people. And even if they are, this is not science failing us or, or succeeding us. This isn't about any of those things. It's about where am I putting my trust yet again today? In who am I putting my faith in right now? What am I believing God for in this moment? There are so many things in this world that I cannot control, but I can control the thoughts of my mind. I can control what enters my heart. I can act on the faith that God has given me. And today I choose that no matter how unexpected things are and no matter how many kings there are in this world, none of them can compare to the king that is Jesus Christ, who is still on the throne today. He is still in charge. Nothing has changed in that regard. He is still the authority that we are submitting to, that we are trusting and believing in, and with confidence are following in this world. And so I want you to think about the scriptures and how there was a prophet by the name of Elijah, and he was so certain that after the people failed to turn to God in the numbers that he was expecting, he went off under a suicide tree to die. And God had to nurse him back to health and restore his mind. And, and here's a prophet with mental health issues. And God restores him and tells him where to go next. And when he tells him where to go, he then reveals himself in a way that he had never seen before. And I want you to imagine that in the lowest of lows, 
in the worst possible time and when he thought he had experienced both his greatest victory and his greatest defeat, God says, I am not finished with you or with these people. And I'm going to show you a new way that you can worship me. And he showed him something new that he had never seen before. And, and, and it was unexpected, wasn't it? You see, Elisha went under that tree to die, and, and he went to the mountain to meet a God that he thought he already knew, but God showed him something that was unexpected. And then from there, he tells him something that's also unexpected. He said, you know this world in which you feel like you're alone? I want you to know that there are thousands more who have also not bent their knee to false idols. You're not alone. And so listen, whenever we feel alone, whenever we feel like we're by ourselves, and we feel like there's no one surrounding us, one of the things that has always encouraged me from the scriptures is knowing this, that there are people in this world that are praying in the Spirit. And when they pray in the Spirit, they don't even know the names of the people that they are praying for. They don't even know the situations and the circumstances for which they are praying. But they are praying. And the Bible says that when these people pray, that when God's people are praying, that we can call upon the prayers that have been offered up as groanings of the Spirit and that we can depend and rely on those prayers. And that even when we would feel alone, that we would remember what God said to Elijah is what he's saying to us. There are thousands of mine all around this world who still believe in me as king, who are praying to me, and who are trusting in me, and you are numbered among them. You're not alone. And when you need those prayers, and when you need that spirit to fill you up, you can call upon it. And you say, God, fill me with the spirit of your saints. Fill me with the spirit spirit of your people. Fill me with the spirit of those who have prayed. I call upon those prayers and I call upon those believers who are praying around the world and I ask you to strengthen me right now so that in my unexpected moment of my life, I can still expect that the king that is Jesus is still king of my life. Turn to that king. Don't try to kill that king, dethrone that king. Hold on to your throne in spite of that king. Don't turn to the people in your kingdom. Leave everything behind and get your behind to Bethlehem. Get yourself to Bethlehem. Get yourself there. Don't stay back and say, hey, if you have news, come back and let me know. You go and worship. I would have joined that caravan. I would have joined those wise men. I would have left everything behind to find out who was born in Bethlehem. I would go and seek this out. I would want to know. I would need to know. But there have been so many moments in my life where I've done the opposite. Where I thought I'd behave that way, but I haven't. I wasn't ready to give up my kingdom. I wasn't ready to give up my entourage. I wasn't ready to give up the life that I had built for myself. I somehow believed that life was better. I believed my throne shouldn't be vacated. It should be defended. 
I thought that what I had was more important than anything I could possibly get. And so I stayed where I was. Anybody else make that mistake? Come on, we've all done it. We've all been there. We've all done the exact same thing. And so when we look at Herod and we judge him, we remember, hold on a second, I did that too. And I want to ask you something real sincere and, and open and honest. And Where is it in your life right now that you are not able to let things go so that you can just go and see the king who's been born in Bethlehem? That unexpected king is the one that we must go and see and worship before. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. Father, I want to pray for this community of faith. I want to pray for our city and our government. And I pray, oh God, that I want to pray that you would deliver us from this, this pandemic, this virus, that you would come and bring healing to this land and to its people. That you who are truly in control, God, would, would show us the way, that you would open our minds and our hearts, that you would prepare it so that we would not be taken by surprise, that we would not be caught off guard. But Lord, just like the wise men were looking for the signs in the sky, I pray, Lord, that you would open our eyes to the signs that you are giving us. And that you would give us the wisdom of your scriptures and the guidance of your spirit to be able to navigate all these things that we are witnessing today. I pray that you prepare us. And I pray, oh God, that you would fill us with your power and that you would surround us with your protection. I pray for your protection over each one of these that is so dear and precious to you. And we know, Lord, that on this day, as we talk about the one true king, I pray that we would make space and room in our lives for that king. I pray that we would be prepared to leave whatever it is behind so we would worship the only true king. That we would vacate and cease to defend a false throne and only come and worship before yours. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only he can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.